The Kinky Cocktail Hour is brought to you by Motor Bunny, the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator that offers fabulous creative sexual experiences. We use it and it rotates, it vibrates, and it delivers mind-blowing orgasms. Enjoy Motor Bunny as your favorite sex toy. When you order the Motor Bunny, multiple attachments are included along with the link controller, which allows wireless control from anywhere. Motor Bunny is the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator on earth. Use the link in the show notes and spice up your sex life with a Motor Bunny. Okay, what are we drinking tonight? Well, I feel like a mixologist again. I get to actually craft a cocktail. So exciting. It was really fun. I found this a while ago, and I was going to have it, I think, when we did chapter one or two of Jane Boone, but Uh I just couldn't get to the place I needed for the bitters because you have to use special bitters. And so this is called a Tuscan lemon drop. Tuscan lemon drop, okay. And it's basically two parts vodka and one part limoncello. Okay. And then a quarter part of fresh lemon juice. And what you do first is you slice uh, thinly, like a quarter inch thick, uh, four cucumber slices Uh and three basil leaves. And you Uh muddle those first in the tin. Then you add ice and add all your alcohols. And then you uh, shake and then double strain. Okay. So that's why it gets green because of the basil and stuff. And then you garnish with three cucumber slices, a basil leaf, and then you top the top of it with... Vanilla, let's see, cherry vanilla bark bitters. Wow. Yeah. This sounds amazing, and it looks beautiful. Yeah, I don't have no idea, but it's it'll really be fun to try. Drink. Yeah. Uh, and you see. know, the green is so, it's so beautifully offset by the basil leaf oh, and the cucumber. The smell. Oh, it smells it's like so cucumber. It's so fresh. Yeah. Ooh. Wow, that's kind of yummy. It's got a really interesting flavor. It reminds me of something. Ooh. Ooh. The bitters come later. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Ooh. These what are like the bitters drink. that you don't shake in and shake in the drink. There right. are drops. Just a drop. So you put drops in. Gotcha. So I put three drops in each drink. Yeah, it's a lovely, it's a beautiful drink. It's weird. It's you know what it is? Is you hear profile. lemon drop and you yes. think... Super sweet, sweet lemon. Not sweet. And it's not. This isn't. No. This is like refreshing summer. But the sour of the bit of the lemon doesn't really like amplify. Overpower? No. No. It's got, I think it's the bitters that gives it that extra, that, that weird sort of essence. Yeah, there's a, there's a. So what's in it? It's got the, the. It's got our star vodka. Oh, vodka. And our limoncello. Yes, and limoncello. Which is the sweet, yeah. you know, liqueur. And then lemon lemon juice. Right. And then, the and then you've already made you already muddled, uh, muddled the cucumber and the basil in the drink. Yeah. And then you add the bitters at the end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting drink. Mm-hmm. Not a sweet drink. Not a sweet drink. No. Not bitter, sour, or no, anything not, like that. Not, not bitter or either, sour but it's um refreshing kind of cucumber based drink. You know like when we made those um what was that cucumber drink from South Africa? Oh, yeah. With the, all the... the Pim's cup. Pim's cup with all the right. s- salad bar in it, you know? Right. It's got that freshness like that. Right. Mm. 
I sent you a, an email. Did you? Yeah, that had the topic. I want to get the, this, the, the, I want to get it right. I to Lady to... Petra? Yes. Mm -mm. Let's see, maybe it's in primary. No, where'd you send it? I sent it earlier. I thought I sent it. I didn't see it in my send folder. Let me go have a look at that. Make yeah, sure I, send I don't it. see it. I might have just set it up to send, but not actually hit send. It's okay. Queerophilia? Today we're going to talk about queerophilia. Yeah. You have to spell it. Q-U-I-R-O-F-I-L-I-A. Now, if you were to hear that word and guess what it meant, you wouldn't... People that are afraid of gays. <laughs> Something like that, right? <laughs> queerophilia, it's how it sounds. But it's not. It's actually a hand fetish. Really? Yes. <laughs> now, I can think of a lot of different ways that hands occur as a fetish mm -hmm. like for example i love when a woman has her nails painted you know, manicured mm -hmm. like a, like that that hand is just beautiful to me really right nice and i particularly like and i've mentioned to you maroon red polish yes like that's the nail polish that yes like gets me excited <laughs> <laughs> and but there there are other aspects of hands you know mm -hmm. like first of all hands I mentioned the other day that I love having my hair cut because I love having my head played with, yes. with fingers and yes. hands, mm -hmm. right? I yes. love that. Yes. I love the way you use your hands on me. Like, even at night, you know, we're laying in bed, you're playing with yeah. my cock and mm -hmm. my balls, and you just, just the way you play with me, mm -hmm. I just love that. And me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So hands occupy a lot of fetishes, and, you know, like... I know you love my hands. Yes, I am. Have always been this way. Yeah. Um, I like hands, and I didn't really know how much I liked hands. But I've recognized that when I was attracted to a man, I would look at their hands. Interesting. And it had nothing to do with whether they were work type hands, gnarled and stuff. Right. Or it was more. There's a certain kind of hand that's very very attractive to me, like. Good skin on the hand. There's a little hair on the hand. This, yeah. and I'm talking men's hands. You know, hair on the on the top, right? Little or a little, little, just a little. Just you know, little. they're not a fur monster, right? Right. Um, and men's fingers tend to go straight and then kind of blunt curve, which is very similar to a the cut of how I like to cut my nails on the end. So it's very attractive to me. And. And then if you turn the hand over, just looking at their hand, I mean, no disrespect to anyone that is hardworking and has calluses, but I don't like calluses. I like, it doesn't mean I don't like a man that isn't working, but someone, you know, working men can take care of their hands too. It's about right. moisturizing and 
and having manicures periodically and right. having your hands taken care of. Keeping your nails trimmed. Um, if, if a man washes dishes, his yeah. hands get softer. Right. And so you kind of know a lot by just first meeting someone and looking at their hands, right. like where they are. And then fingers and the size of the hand, really, you know, people say the feet represent the cock, but it's right. really hands. I have hands down, <laughs> have known that when I see good hands, I yeah. have a good cock coming. That's interesting. That's what's going to happen. That's so interesting. Yeah. I'm fascinated by that. Well, I love the way I can touch you with my fingers. Yes, me too. And, and just bring you to arousal and just make you come over and over again. It's amazing. Right? And with hands, because you've got multiple digits, you yeah. can do multiple things. You can yeah. you can finger while you play with the clit, or you can put your fingers together and create, like, a fisting situation. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, you can slip a finger in while in your ass while right. you're getting fucked. There's, like, lots of ways to use your hands that make hands themselves a sexual fetish. Thing. Now, there are people who, who find just, like... Working hands. That's watching hands work yes. sexually what, moving. attractive. Yeah. Yes. No, I totally know that. Um, there's people that add accoutrements to hands, whether that is like henna right. tattoos or real tattoos, right, yeah. to hands, um, as well as people have nails, wear nails, different shapes. There's, right. you know, some cultures where they women have their own natural nails growing out and curling around. Right. And they need help getting dressed. Mm-hmm. And although I personally don't find that attractive, I find that very in, not very practical at all at any level, particularly for number two in the bathroom. I'm right. like, how does that happen? Well, it used to be that the Chinese royalty, royalty yes. would let their, their fingernails grow out because yeah. they had assistants to wipe their ass, I, for example. You know what? I don't care who the person is, yeah. inle- unless they're changing me like a diaper would right. be. They're not cleaning my ass like I'm cleaning my ass. Right. I just can't imagine that being very, very good. But, um, but I, I too have had gone through phases where I've grown my nails out. There was a lot of work I did early on, like bartending, where my hands were constantly wet, so right. my own nails just wouldn't grow out. They'd break off just right. because they're in water all the time. So I did like acrylics or gels and things like that. And when I did that, every time, especially in L.A., when I was doing my nails regularly, because that's part of the presentation when right. you're a bartender. Right. Um, and I like them because kinda, you kind of play with them. You click right. them and stuff. Um, I was always told by, you know, the women that were doing my nails, like, I should be a hand model. Like, right. always told that. Because right. my fingers are really long. I have, have, a, I have fingers, a long right. hand. I mean, I have... I don't, it's not, I don't say it's a big hand. It's a delicate hand. Right. But when I put it up to most men yeah. and match the joint, my fingers are extremely long. Yeah, like, long, slender fingers. Yes. Yeah, like that's piano, why. Like a piano player. Well, that's why I play like, violin. Right. And, and I probably would have played piano because my mom's right. hands are the same way. And her hands have always been um, just beautifully delicate. Like I remember she had a white gold wedding ring. Right. Kind of a band system, and then some ovals and other things she'd wear. And you, you see people wear jewelry all the time. And of course, lots of people who have stubby fingers have these huge two carat diamonds on. Right. Okay, let's be honest. Try not to ex- not to accentuate how stubby your hand is. Right. But it's all about the money and trying to well, get I, the I hand. Well, I will say that hands are 
well suited to jewelry. Yes. So you know, rings. Yeah. Even bracelets on the other hand, like that. that There's a way to hand. accentuate your hand, even yeah. if you don't have long fingers. Because I'm not saying long fingers is the only way to go. Right. But you'll get people who don't pay attention to their hands. Right. And then they wear jewelry such that it doesn't accentuate their feet that feature hands are a huge feature we overlook it often but hands touch people hands open doors they're front and center with everything hands are out in the environment a lot too so they really you can really tell a lot about a person the way that they shake your hand for example oh yes right yes you can tell and and the other thing is that i was going to speak to you mentioned it a minute ago just the way hands are front and center is if you watch dance, hands are really ex- expressive. Expressive, you know, um, especially like some of the Asian cultures. Mm-hmm. They use their hands to illustrate, for example, the Hawaiian dances illustrate the flow of the ocean, or you know. But but it's a very sensual experience mm-hmm. the way that hands are used in dance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I can understand that that hands are a fetish. I totally get it. Yeah, and so then that's not a far stretch to think that then when people think other things, body parts are fetishes, which I don't always think that. I think, yeah, I get why that is because it is for me. I can definitely say I look at people's hands. Like I look at people's hands generally. Men especially, I look at their hands. Um, Now, it's not like I cream myself when I look at hands. But I find it such an attractive thing. Like hands are the, I mean, you can look at typical things, tits. You know, ass, crotch. Okay, but a lot of those parts of the body can't do anything. Not really, on their own. You have to move yourself to make them do something. Hands, you can literally be doing nothing and your hands can be moving and being expressive and, and communicate to someone without words. Like, you often, the way you touch me... The way you guide me and move me, we don't have a lot of words in scenes right. because it's a simple, the hand is part of your communication. It is, totally. Yeah. There's, there are times when we're laying on the couch where I'll, I'll be holding your hand mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll glance over at you and you're just staring at my hands. Yes, I am. Yeah. Yeah. And like... The other night you were you were rubbing the back of my neck and right. I'm probably was drooling. <laughs> yes, it feels good for sure. Yeah. But if you think about it, because I love hands, anything to do with hands then mm. becomes part of it. And, it. and what's so amazing about that, if you think truly about sexual play, hands are involved in all of that. All of it, yeah. So it's a constant turn on for me because the hands that I love, your hands, are touching me. Right. What a great thing. It's not to undermine all the other body parts, but it's just, they're an amazing thing. If you lose language, your hands can do other things with language for you, even. Sign is language. I know, I know. It's amazing. Now, hands as a fetish, queerophilia. You know what's interesting? Hmm. It's the first fetish I've found that isn't actually a fetish on FetLife. We should totally ask to have them add it. Yeah. They should totally add it. They should totally add it. Totally add it. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. Well, that's all I've got on hands. I just love hands. I love your hands. I do love your hands. I love the way we end our evening with my hands holding your breast as you fall asleep. Yeah, I just, 
And when we go out walking, we're holding hands. We hold hands, yeah. And people may think, well, that's not a big deal because I hold hands. But you have to imagine where my life had been before I met you. Yeah. I rarely held hands except for when my kids were children, right. little children. Right. After that point, they don't want to hold your hand. Right. But my partner wouldn't hold my hand. My partner walked three feet in front of me. Interesting. And so I, w- I didn't realize how much I was craving that intimacy, that closeness, that connection. Yeah. Until we went out on our very first walk together and you grabbed my hand. Right. And I was like, I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do remember that when we were early in our dating, the dating part of our connection. Right. Where you were very inquisitive about how interested I am in physical contact. Like that was a that was, was an inquiry you had. Yes. I bluntly asked you. <laughs> you bluntly asked, do you like to... Be like, affectionate. Do you like to yeah. touch? Yeah. Yeah. And I see, and I, see I, think, I think that's the other thing, is that there's something incredibly fulfilling as a human being in being touched. Like, incredibly fulfilling. Well, that's why I think COVID is so challenging right now for yeah. people that are by themselves. Yeah. Um, they're not getting human touch, and they're not even getting the uh, side—what uh, do you call it—the sidebar touch, where someone runs, walks through a door, and then brushes past you. Because we forget that when we're in busy areas, right. we're—you know—when I walk, it feels like I'm walking upstream through the mall. Because every right. time I pick a path, there's a there's people walking right at me. They're well, not going to merge. I, I remember coming out of like Sounders matches, being shoulder to shoulder, yeah, nose to hair, and no one's freaking out. No it's just one out. of those things. But you forget that is human touch. That's also human, but that's not the kind of touch I'm talking about. No. I'm talking about, you know, for example, there's a whole profession on therapeutic touch. Yes. Right? And and therapeutic massage. And cuddling. And, and massage as just a like feel good massage. And then there's all sorts of levels of massage, whether it's mm-hmm. deep tissue or Reiki or Swedish mm-hmm. or whatever, right? And then and then there's you know, we talked about cuddling the other day, like you yep. say. And, yep. and that's all in the world of human touch. But but it all begins with the hands, right? The ability to actually reach out and touch somebody. Well, that's why even in the medical profession, if you think of people who, whether it's COVID or they have something else in the hospital, right. why nurses are so um, valued. highly valued yeah. is because they are doing services. They may be changing your bedding or changing your dressing. but But nurses in general, even with the actual medical care they're giving Hmm. there are many nurses that go above and beyond and also touch your shoulder in addition to all the other touch they're giving and we we forget that because someone could be in the hospital now they're isolated because they can't have family visit because it's covid right Right. and the only person the contact they have is the nurse because the doctor often doesn't touch you very much unless you're anesthetized or something like that or they're trying to save your life it's really the nurses or the aides and i and when I did intern time with um, senior citizens, I really became present to how powerful touch was. Yeah. When I would just go up and visit with, you know, random, that was my job, to go visit with random people mm. and find out how their day was. And some were full capacity and some were not full capacity. Mm. But to touch their shoulder to get their attention and, or to get connection with them and talk to them, 
they would, it didn't matter who they were, they would light up. And I felt it was almost overwhelming. I was so drained when I'd leave those intern times because of their reaction to Mm. someone giving them the time of day. Yeah. I think I told you the story. When I was a young therapist fresh out of school, I was doing home care visits. Mm -hmm. And I had an opportunity to go work with a, a little... Um, elderly lady's knee mm-hmm. out in the boonies somewhere. So sure. I drove to her home mm-hmm. and it was in the woods and she literally lived in a cabin in the woods. Yeah. And um, there was no, there were no cars around and I parked and I got out of my car and I knocked on the door. There was no answer, but yeah. the door like creaked open like the creaking door. Yeah, this yeah, sounds like a horror flick. <laughs> yeah, it really was. I was, I was. I was a little bit spooked. I'm not going to lie. And I'm sort of calling her name and I'm walking in the house because I had a, an actual appointment. So I thought sure. I should just try and find her. And she was elderly, so it's possible. She may not she hear you. And, or... and she had a knee issue, so it's possible she couldn't get to the door. Sure. So I thought, well, I'll just go wander in. And I walk into the sun porch and she's sitting in a rocking chair sort of across the porch. And she goes, oh, I've been waiting for you. And I'm like, oh, well, I'm here, you know, and I'm thinking like nothing. She goes, no, 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 you don't understand. I've been waiting for you. And I'm like, oh. That's Okay. okay. <laughs> She goes, well, here's the thing. I see auras, and you're a healer, so come put your hands on my knee. So I went up to her, and I put my hands on her knee, and yeah. I just sat there talking to her about, you know, what she's the dealing weather, with. the time of day, what mm-hmm. she's dealing with, you know, just for a few minutes. And then after a minute, she said, okay, you can go. And that was it. And Did she, you ever see go out there again or anything? You know, I never did. And she didn't request an appointment no. or anything? And... The thing is that I've always had it that my hands are healing hands. Yes, and, they are. And the number of people that I treated over the years who could only see me because nobody else could help them. Yeah, that's know? very true. Like I huh? collected just a collection of patients over the years who, who could literally only see me. And, and obviously, I hands. You're, you're well-schooled, you're very well-trained. Right. But that sounds like it's more than that. That's, that's your, the thing. That's your essence. That's the thing that I don't understand because I don't live in that woo-woo world. But I believe that she saw something in me that I can't see. Yeah. And I just went with it. So That's good. Yeah. What a great share. Yeah. So hands are just interesting, you know. And I can see the sexuality of them and I can see the sensuousness of them. And I can see the value in relating to people through their hands. We were, I have to bring up something else to to drag on the conversation. I was watching, um, they had a, the Olympics in Park City, I think it is. Mm -hmm. And so they had some ex-female, I wish I remember her name. I'm really bad with names though. Um, uh, Luge. Writer. Olympian, basically, as a color commentator. Okay. And then they had the regular commentators and they break to her and she was in her home in California. Right. And watching the video and making commentary, and her commentary was excellent. So I, I gave her full props. She was, yeah. she was excellent. But what I thought was funny is based on COVID times and yeah. all the cameras, people are using Zoom and they're right. using their laptops. And she was too. She was the way the camera was angled. She was obviously a hand talker. Right. I mean, like her hands were all over the place. Right. And you can tell at some point she realized that her hands were way up in her face and all this stuff on national television. And I think someone might have texted her and said, get your hands down because she changed. And then her, what I noticed is her tone changed. Right. And then the commercial break happened and then it came on again. And she went, 
started off the same way, but then all of a sudden the hands came back and her animation came back. And I right. think they just let her go with it because her hands. So people do that too because people it's part of their hands. expression. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. yeah hands, hands are quite remarkable. They're they're you know, amazing. We, we posable, I feel blessed that I have my hands because I work with people that don't have hands. Right, we sometimes. have opposable thumbs. Yes. <laughs> you know. We tell our dog he should be able to open doors yeah. all the time. If he goes, I can't, I don't have opposable thumbs. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, it's really quite remarkable. You know, there's the there's a representation of the hand in the brain. It's called the homunculus. Mm-hmm. And it, the hand occupies a big portion of your sensory cortex. And the thumb... Like the first finger and thumb occupy the largest portion of your sensory cortex. And so, so much of our brain function is tied to our hand and our hands that we reach for things. You know, we just do it automatically, you know. And the touch. Put your hands up to protect Yeah, the touch you have immediately and whether you're, so whatever handed you are, what dominant hand you are, uh, plays into muscle development. I, I actually saw a client today. And did circumference measures, and I was like, "Whoa, you're very right-handed, and you're very right-footed because you're an inch different wow. on each side, which is significant." Yeah, there's um, another there's another interesting fact about hands that I think is fascinating, and that is that when I worked with elite athletes in high temperature situations, heat, heat, yeah, <laughs> we used a device that ran ice cold water over the hand to cool them down. Totally. Because the hands have so many blood vessels mm-hmm. that they actually control your sensational experience. I remember this because I was hot. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a thermogenic slut. So yeah. I have, there's something that happens to me when I get horizontal. I don't know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> but there was a point where we were on the couch lay, lounging and I was almost horizontal and I was getting, it was a summer, something like that. I was extremely hot, like uncomfortably hot i couldn't get cool and you said well put your hands in ice water i was like this is crazy and i did and i cooled down right away like i got comfortable right away it's amazing so yeah hands are awesome i'm all four hands i'm four hands for sure so you're a what's the word it's a oh my queerophilia yeah queerophilia (laughs) yeah can you imagine yeah (laughs) 